happy with us. Um, when you listen to what Senator Ron Johnson says about an informant telling them that there have been these meetings of what was referred to in these texts as a secret society. There are powerful corporate groups above government manipulating things. They're the ones that set up the EU. A lot of the minutes have leaked, documents have been stolen, they've confirmed they're real WikiLeaks. Uh, they set a lot of policies. They they steer much of our world. Her unapologetic admiration of QAnon makes her a believer in the theory that, among other things, there is a cabal of so-called global elites who are running the world, and those same people, many of them celebrities or democratic uh, politicians, are kidnapping and sexually abusing kids, sucking away their blood, and using a pizza parlor as a prison. Oh, and they're also worshiping Satan. Oh, and they're also worshiping Satan. They're also worshiping Satan. Who is running the world? Is it bankers? Is it Jews? Is it a cabal of military, complex industrialists? No. The answer was settled 2,000 years ago in Luke chapter number 4. And today we discuss that very thing on this episode of The Soul Trap. We talk about the satanic Illuminati. Oh, yes, me again. You know who I am. You don't know where I am. You'll never see me coming. There is a very interesting article written by a man named Alexander Light entitled Illuminati Satanists Rule the World. Well, that's not exactly what you want to hear when you wake up first thing in the morning. You want to hear that uh, Trump beats Biden and we don't have to wear masks anymore and Mom still makes apple pie and 4th of July still matters and all of those good and sweet and warm and fuzzy and cozy things. But is there truth to that statement? That it's not politicians, bankers, military heads, but behind it all, out of sight, often out of mind, there is indeed not just an Illuminati, not just a group of men at the highest levels of power that rule, but indeed a satanic, black magic dark occult Illuminati that rules. Black magic, the author states, is the force that rules the world. So it is the satanic black magicians which constitute the true controllers of the world. That's what Alexander states. At least in the human earthly realm, they are the ones that pull the strings, the puppet masters, the directors of all that is evil, being moved and motivated by that which is evil himself. The satanic black magicians pull the strings, not politicians, corporate bosses, military heads, intelligent chiefs, uh, or even international bankers. Although they also hold many other roles, the reality is, at the root, is black magic. The New World Order, elite, fulfill a hidden role and an outer role, a more respectable role. While many satanic black magicians are also businessmen and bankers, politicians, you name it, their true ruling power comes from Satanism and the twisted use of humanity's creative power called black magic, which they then use in their secular roles in society. 
Black magicians rule the world, not politicians or bankers or military heads, not even heads of state. It is black magic that is harnessed through satanic rituals, and it is the dark force behind the New World Order. Remember the saying of the Chinese sage who said that, quote, symbols rule the world, not rules or laws. Symbols communicate at a deeper level than words because they are decoded by the right, intuitive brain, whereas words are decoded by the left, logical brain. Symbols are able to penetrate more deeply into our subconscious, which is why the elite are so obsessed with their occult, corporate, and governmental logos of red crosses and rising suns and all-seeing eyes and pyramids and 666 and the rings of Saturn and inverted pentagrams and you name it, they have it. Words attempt to rule the world, but they can never be as powerful as symbols. And likewise, Alexander writes, black magic rules the world. Governments and corporations attempt to rule the world, but they can never be as powerful as the mystic and ancient art of black magic. Before looking at the evidence of elite use of black magic, it is worthwhile remembering a defining aspect of Satanism, the inversion of everything. Black is white, and bad is good, and up is down, and down is up, and right is wrong, and wrong is right. And this is why the inverted pentagram is such a popular satanic symbol. In fact, George Orwell touched on this very theme in his book, 1984, when he wrote of the ruling class propaganda, quote, war is peace, freedom is slavery, ignorance is strength. One must ask themselves, how in touch with black magic, the occultism, symbolism, were men like Orwell, Arthur C. Clarke, and others? Even mind control, developed by the Nazis first in Germany and later by the CIA with projects like MKUltra and Project Artichoke and others, uses satanic principles to confuse its victims by telling them that pain is pleasure and pleasure is pain and eventually breaking down victims so they no longer distinguish between the two. And not being able to distinguish seems to be the mark of our day. Is it a man? Is it a woman? Or is it somewhere in between? Is it right? Is it wrong? Is it heterosexual? Is it homosexual? There is confusion, and God is not the author of confusion. Alexander goes on to write, Bohemian Grove, Skull and Bones, and other secret societies. There are some secret societies which are mostly political and economic in nature, such as groups like the Trilateral Commission or the Council on Foreign Relations, who go around convincing the world about the great benefits of globalization, the elite buzzword for what I would call totalitarian dominance. Global governance, they tout, and free trade agreements like TPP. But there are others, however, whose purpose is shrouded in more mystery. They seem to be swirling around with black magic and satanic ritual, such as the worshiping of dark gods and entities, the acting out of sexual orgies and fetishes, and even sacrifices, whether mock or real, of human beings. One such group is the Bohemian Club, located in, of all places, San Francisco. It is one of these frighteningly dark magic gatherings. 
Every summer in the United States of America, many key figures of the U.S. elite gather in the tall red woods of Northern California at Bohemian Grove. And you know, I've also, I've always found it very fascinating that as intrusive as our press is, as pursuing as they are, yet you never hear about this or see this. Yet every year in San Francisco, the headquarters of sodomy in the United States of America, the capital of all that is perverse, and I would say with hate Ashbury, the capital of rebellion, and of course we know who and what the Lord of Rebellion is, every year gather at the Bohemian Grove, people such as Henry Kissinger, Richard Nixon, Ronald Reagan, you know, just everyday run-of-the-mill guys like George Bush and other presidents. Strange that this never seems to make the news. The late Professor Anthony Sutton did some great research also in another group known to us as Skull and Bones. Members have admitted having to undergo strange initiation and rituals such as making sexual confessions in a tomb, while outsiders have heard chilling howls and screams emanating from the windowless Skull and Bones crypt, which you can see today. If you think these secret societies are just perverted, Alexander writes, just perverted people messing around, ask yourself this. Why would the elite, many of whom are obsessed with power, be involved with them? Why would they engage in such black magic rituals unless they were getting something in return? Like power. Like exactly what was offered to our great Lord and Savior by Satan himself. I will give you power if only you worship me. These people control the printing presses of the world. And some have money more than they could even possibly spend or that you could possibly imagine. It's power they want, not money. Money is just a means to an end. Is it just a coincidence that in 2004, U.S. presidential election, where George Bush Jr. and John Kerry were running against each other, that both were bonesmen, initiates of the skull and bones, with a membership of around 300 in a country of 300 million? Did news anchor Tim Russert get bumped off for asking too many questions? People have often wondered about Bush and Kerry and the secret society. Are there people out there in the know that for some time have been trying to let us know? However surreptitiously, however subtly, are they trying to let us know there is a world, there is a power, uh, there is a hierarchy of darkness that you can't begin to imagine. Some believe that one of the, shall we say, undercover prophets of this is a man by the name of Stanley Kubrick. And Kubrick's eyes wide shut and secret elite rituals of the sexual sacrifice seems to let us peer into a world otherwise we would not have known about or seen. The ordinary person will never be initiated into a satanic secret society nor get close enough to witness what really goes on in there. It is therefore interesting when someone who seems to have the inside scoop and is able to get close to that world decides to spill the beans and show the world what's going on. Alexander writes, such a person was Stanley Kubrick, the late great filmmaker, who many suspect, with strong evidence I might add, was part of the U.S. government's fake Apollo moon landing in 1969. Oh, don't go there. We landed on the moon. At least we have that. Well, 
And we'll come back to that in a bit. Kubrick may have cut a deal with the devil, so to say. No pun intended. Making a fake moon landing for the elite because when he handed over the tape for his last film's eyes wide shut, he was found, four days later, dead of a heart attack. Despite the fact that those close to him said he was in fine health and had no history of heart trouble whatsoever. Kubert depicts a black magic scene where naked women circle a leader and there is all kinds of satanic, orgy, sexual perversion that takes place. Kubrick hints in the film that this satanic sexual black magic ritual also involves sacrifice and murder by implying that one of the women, one of the prostitutes, was killed at the end of the ritual. Black magic at its core is really, some would argue, about demon possession. Since the world is made of energy, not matter, and since energy moves in waves which have frequencies, Alexander writes, the satanic rituals are designed to entrain the energetic biofrequencies of participants with that of other dark entities so that there is a vibrational match. Once there is a frequency resonance or lock, and may I say that David Icke as crazy as the man is, has some very interesting material along this vibrational frequency theory. Once, Alexander writes, there's a frequency resonance or lock, an exchange can then take place. Energy, intent, or information can go from one being, place, or dimension, and can be transferred into another. This works both ways. The person gets possessed and receives information from certain dark entities, while the dark entities also take something from the person. This theme of possession crops up again and again when exposing the worldwide conspiracy and has been going on for a long time. Hitler was one of the most famous ones who was reported to be demonically possessed by none other, by none other than his closest aide. It is also black magic that is behind the unspeakable and unconscionable phenomenon of missing children. One of the things that's so fascinating today, amid all the coronavirus and amid all the Biden versus Trump and Black Lives Matters, is the perifiation, the uh, the the power, uh, the, the 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 just the prolific reality of the sexual slave trade of children, which no one is speaking about today. Why is no one addressing it? Could it be that there is a dark silence, a dark veil that has been lowered to shield the reality of what is going on? Alexander writes, These children are being deliberately kidnapped and taken down into elite, controlled underground facilities and other facilities where they are mind-controlled, turned into slaves, where some of them are even sacrificed and satanic rituals. Now, that sounds so odd to our Western American ears. How can that possibly be? But, beloved, it has always been that way throughout history. The Incas and the Aztecs, the Sumerians, the Babylonians, throughout time and history... And might we add, the children of Israel, it was their kings, particularly the northern tribes, connected with Tyre and Sidon and Phoenicia, the Danites, who 
offered their children to be burned. Is that too difficult to believe? Listen to the testimonies of people who have claimed to have experienced it. And what about the news? Remember when pizza came out, pizza gate came out and we thought, "Oh, what a joke." But then frazzle drip comes out and we go, "What a joke." Oh, but then Wayfarer comes out, makes a splash, but what a joke. And was it a joke with the Franklin cover-up? The scandals are too numerous to even begin to count. We have to ask ourselves ultimately, how deep does this rancid rabbit hole actually go? Although Alexander writes it's important to focus on and expose all uh, expose all aspects of dysfunction in our society, including political corruption, mainstream media consolidation, deception, on and on and on and on. In order to transform and to actually be able to make a difference, all these issues have to be recognized as manifestations of a more primordial evil or unconsciousness in our midst. They are all tentacles, as Danny Casalero tried to some degree to expose, of the octopus, but the head, the body, is not political, it is not technological, it is not military, it is not economic. It is satanic. The secret of rituals conducted at the Bohemian Grove and elite mansions tell us more about who rules the world than political think tanks or baking cartels. Although, of course, there is an overlap. If humanity is to rise up and overcome, Alexander writes, the conspiracy, we must focus our attention on the root and not the branches. That is the key. We cannot help but think of Epstein, can we? And his island. And some of the strange oddities that take place there. We have to ask ourselves, are these merely rumors, fanciful stories that stir us up and scare us at night but have no real bearing in the light? Or have we been living for so long in a carefully created, blissful matrix that we have forgotten what it actually means when the Bible refers to Satan as the God of this world. Have there been defectors? Often we say, well, listen, is there any proof? And again, we often find ourselves trying to hold water in our hand when we try to come up with proof. But there are those that have claimed to escape the clutches of this dark world. There are those that have claimed to be defectors. In 1989, on national TV, a courageous young woman exposed the satanic forebears of the Illuminati cult that now dominates the world. On May 1st, 1989, age 29, Vicki Pollan appeared on the Oprah Winfrey Show and said her family was part of a satanic cult that dates back to the 1700s. Although they appear to be upstanding citizens, lawyers, doctors, police officers, etc., they engage in satanic ritual, human sacrifice, incest, cannibalism, and because they are Jewish, often in synagogues. My next guest was used also in worshiping the devil, participated in human sacrifice rituals, rituals and cannibalism. She says her family has been involved in rituals for generations. She is currently in extensive therapy, suffers from multiple personality disorder, meaning she's blocked out many of the terrifying and painful memories of her childhood, 
meet Rachel, who is also in disguise to protect her identity. You come from generations of ritualistic uh, abuse? Um, yes, my family has an extensive family tree, and they keep track of who's been involved and who hasn't been involved. And it's gone back to, like, 1700. And so you were... Right. Maybe. I was born into a family that believes in this. And, and this is a, this is, does everyone else think it's a nice Jewish family? From the outside, you appear to be a nice Jewish girl. Definitely. And you all are worshiping the devil inside the home? Right. There is other Jewish families across the country. It's not just my own family. Really? And so who knows about it? Lots of people now. <laughs> <laughs> um, I talked to a police detective in the Chicago area, and several of my friends know, and I've spoke publicly before. And so well, when you were brought up in this, this kind of evilness, did you just think it was normal? Um, I've blocked out a lot of the memories I had um, because of my multiple personality disorder, but... Yes, I mean, it's like if you go off with something, you think it's normal. Mm -hmm. I always thought... So what kinds of things? You don't have to give us the gory details, but what kinds of things went on in the family? Um, well, there would be rituals in which babies would be sacrificed, and you would have to, you know... Who's babies? Um, there were people who um, bred babies in their family. No one would know about it. A lot of people were overweight, so you couldn't tell if they were pregnant or not, or they would supposedly go away for a while and then come back. Mm -hmm. The other thing I want to point out, not all Jewish people sacrifice babies. I mean, it's not a very good thing. Of this is the first time I heard of any Jewish people sacrificing babies. But anyway, so you witnessed the sacrifice... Right. Um, when I was very young, I was forced to participate in that, in which I had to sacrifice an infant. And the, the purpose of sacrifice is to what? Is to bring you what? What are you sacrificing for? For power. Uh-huh. Power. And so, were you, you were ever used? Were you ever used yourself? Um, I was molested. I was raped several times. Um, what's your mother doing? Um, she's... In all of this? What's her role in all of this? What is... I'm not exactly what her role is. I haven't, you know, recovered all of my memories, but her family was extremely involved. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, she brought me to it. Both of my parents brought me to it. And where is she now? Um, she's, um, lives in the Chicago metropolitan area. She's on the Human Relations Commission of the town that she lives in, and she's an outstanding citizen. Nobody would suspect her. Were you raised with a sense of right and wrong, Rachel? Yeah. I mean, it's like we, I had both. I mean, to the outside world, everything we did was proper and right, and then there were the nights that things changed, that things just got turned around. What was right was, what was wrong was right, and what was right was wrong. That's what helps to create some of the, to develop MPD. Mm -hmm. Multiple personalities. Right. right. Now, in your family, did you all call it worshiping the devil? No. Or I don't know. It was just evil, it these was, things you did. Right. right. Well, I said it was evil, and they said it was good. Ultimately, what she is describing is the Illuminati, which originated in the Frankist movement in the 18th century. Jacob Frank, born Jacob Leibowitz led a major satanic heresy that, 
at that time shook the world and particularly the Jewish world. They believed that the Messiah returned if the world went over to evil completely, so they encouraged all license and all satanic evil. Financed by the Frankist Rothschild, note the connection, a part of the banking syndicate, they subverted all religions or attempted to do so. National elites, by assuming every religious and political hue, they took over Freemasonry, and some believe now are in the final stages of establishing their world government, a.k.a. globalization. The abuse Pollen suffered is a textbook example of how families appear to be one way and are another. In the interview, Pollen told Oprah that she witnessed sacrifices of children consumed for power and the power that they gave. She claimed that the children were bred within the extended family for this specific purpose. She said she was raped several times, and elsewhere she said she had five abortions due to incest with her father. Quote, she says, I mean, to the outside world, everything we did was proper and right. And then there were the nights that things changed, that things just got turned around. Remember, up is down and down is up and right is wrong and wrong is right and in is out and out is in in the world of black magic. She states what was wrong was right and what was right was wrong. That's what helps to create some of them to develop the mind control. Is that that hard and far-fetched? Remember when God himself leads Ezekiel to the temple to peer through the wall and to see what the men, the leaders, the priests, the religious upstanding citizens of the community were doing in the chambers of their imagery and in the secret places of the temple? Pauline's therapist, who was on the show, told Oprah that she had treated over 40 survivors from many states. They have never met each other, yet they say the same identical thing. Mrs. Grossman, the therapist, states they are describing identical rituals, just the same as. It's very scary. Very scary. This shows, I think, a full ignorance to some degree of where people actually think the Jewish nation is. I think it's a very interesting thing that we tend to look at the Jewish nation as if they're kissing cousins to Christianity, and they are not. It may well be that the Star of David is actually the Star of Moloch. It may well be that the worst enemy outside of the Catholic Church that Christianity has is the Jewish nation. And it may well be that there is a direct connection between the Jews and Catholicism. Be that as it may, it is very, very fascinating to think about the darkness that lurks without. There is another article, an article that is almost beyond imagination, written anonymously. Big banker, whistleblower, quote, I was told to sacrifice children at an Illuminati party. Originally intending to be anonymous and yet not able to hide such a high-profile headline, Ronald Bernard is a Dutch financial wizard who worked at the most secret level of global currency traffic. When he launched his career, he was warned to, quote, put your conscience in the deep freeze. Little did he know that was an understatement. 
Quote, you get so deep in these circles. I was trusted by the people playing at that level. To put it tactfully, most of those people follow a fringe religion. For them, it's truth and reality, and they served something immaterial that they called Lucifer. At some point, I was invited to participate in sacrifices. That was the breaking point for me. This may make more sense to you as a blackmail control system of power brokers, but I think it's very interesting and fascinating when you begin to connect that with some of the pedo gates that are out there. Wayfair, Pizzagate, Frazzle Drip. You think they are here to serve and protect the people, the country, but they actually turn out to be a criminal organization. In fact, heavily so. They're, tra they're trading drugs and weapons. They trade in humans. They trade in darkness. They trade in sexual perversion. They trade in just about anything you can imagine. Dutch banker Ronald Bernard was asked to sacrifice a child at a party, and that's when he quote-unquote quit the Illuminati. Describing his experiences in the banking Illuminati in a gut-wrenching TV interview, Ronald actually shared details about the way the cabal uses child sacrifice to test and blackmail its members. Quote, I was warned off when I got into this. Don't do this unless you can put your conscience 100% in the freezer. I heard myself laugh at it back then, but it wasn't a joke. I was training to become a psychopath, and I failed. Maybe, maybe not a psychopath. Maybe he was training to become a monster. Describing the period his freezer began to malfunction, quote-unquote, Ronald tells a story about crashing the Italian economy and bankrupting companies leading to suicides and destruction, a success worth celebrating, according to his banker colleagues. Quote, one of my colleagues said, Ronald, you remember that case with the Italian liar? Do you remember those deals in which we did massive dumping of the lira, which reduced the value of the currency, which caused a company in Italy to be hit in such a way that they went bankrupt? And then they say, do you know that the owner committed suicide and left a family behind? Back then, we laughed at it. All together, we laughed. We looked down on people, mocked them. It was just a product, waste. Everything and everyone was worthless trash. Ronald, the Dutch banker, then describes the beginning of the end for him, at which point he was deep in the circles of the Illuminati and had signed a lifetime contract, but his conscience had begun to eat away at him. He was unable to fulfill his contract and left. Of course, he did his TV interview, and of course, he sought deeply to have people follow him and hear him, but there was no interview. CNN was not interested in his story. Fox was not interested in his story. No one was interested in his story. He did the one interview, and then, well, it wouldn't be polite to talk about what happened to Ronald in mixed company. Ronald had his chance. Ronald made his Faustian deal with the devil. One must wonder how many other deals are being made and kept. 
Who is running the world? Bankers? They're tools. Military-industrial complex? They are tentacles. Politicians? Simply talking heads. Mannequins? Energized to tell a lie. And further, an agenda, a narrative. Who is running the world? Behind it all, there is a satanic Illuminati. At the very top of the pyramid, where the all-seeing eye is, there are a group of people directly connected in with that which is evil. And from that group, I believe, will eventually come the son of perdition. It is imperative that Christians never read past Ephesians 6.12 without stopping and realizing and recognizing that in this material, industrial, enlightened world, behind the scenes, behind the cameras, behind the closed office doors, behind the highest, most influential halls of power, there is a God of this world. I'm the Lizard King.